from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. You know what would be fresh? Ursula pulling up in a nice new car for 2024. Going into the spring and summer. Yeah. It is not going to happen. The sun is, Do you yeah. know one of our listeners, Ted, yeah. offered to clean my Honda Pilot? He has a detailing service. So he, you guys can relate. Is it, you know is it mobile? Yeah, it is a mobile detailing service. Mm. So he has offered. I can't do it this weekend, but uh, I am. He has cleaned my Subaru. Yeah, took a little while. I, you, you, mm. I would have been too embarrassed to have you clean my Subaru because I know that you would have just been taking pictures and there would have been there would have been notes and there would have been you know, material for whoa, whoa, your future whoa, 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 book. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Are you trying to say that you don't trust me with my phone? You think I take pictures of everything? I know you do. You were taking a picture of my backside yesterday <laughs> while I was turning up the heating <laughs> studio. You think you're sly. I see all of it. I see all of it. Nick, are you agreeing with this? Mm, I don't know about that. Thank you. <laughs> I'll stay on your side on this one. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nah. Uh, text us on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. In the last hour, for sure, the hottest topic was the discussion about college. Mm. And whether it's still yes. worth to get that college degree, no. given that uh, more than half of students today graduating from college aren't using that particular degree that they got in their current jobs. Mm. But right now, let's get to it. What's new at 10? And it is one of our very favorite times of the week. And of course, that's when we say hello to our friend, conservative Michael Medved, who has his own show. Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning, and very glad to speak to you. And uh, what kind of Subaru is it? Uh, I, I have a Subaru Outback 2016. Oh, Can I just tell you, Carter Subaru, I, I bought it. I'm not doing any sponsorships or anything. I bought it and um, had a, a problem with it that they fixed, did not charge us for it, and cleaned my car. I mean, hello. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was fantastic. Okay, anyway, we need well, to get... We have two. we have two Subarus. And ah. we, I, I, I love the car. I love the makeup. And, uh, I have a legacy, which is uh, not quite a legacy, but it uh, somewhat lives up to the day. Now, Michael, do you get new cars every year, or do you drive them like I do until they no longer drive? Uh, in the past, leased cars, so you know, lasting about three years, but more recently... Uh, these are uh, the two cars we have right now, my wife and I, uh, are cars we own long term. And uh, certainly there's no reason because it works beautifully. There and you it's go. A great car. Okay. So, yes. Okay. That's Keep not what I, we got you on here to, to talk about, though. We Let's first talk about a shocking ruling from Alabama's Supreme Court this week. <laughs> I knew this was coming. You knew it. Because it's the most outrageous thing. Of course, I, I don't blame you one bit. There are plenty of outrages in American politics, and most of them from the right side at the moment, and from the Trump side. Now, Trump hasn't spoken out on the, uh, the fertilized embryos, has he? Uh, not that I've heard, and I'm surprised, but, you know, there is someone who hasn't. So let's get into it. For anyone who hasn't been following, this ruling basically says that 
uh, they've concluded that embryos are people. And it came from this wrongful death lawsuit filed by a couple whose embryos were destroyed in an accident at a fertility clinic. And so the concurring opinion written by Alabama's chief justice calls embryos, this is a quote, extra uterine children and extensively quotes from the Bible and Christian theologians. And now in Alabama, someone who accidentally or intentionally terminates an embryo can be sued under the state's wrongful death of a minor act. But here's my question, and I don't know if you're surprised about this, uh, Michael. In an interview with CNN, Nikki Haley said she agrees. I mean, embryos to me are babies. And in response, three IVF clinics in the state, including the University of Alabama at Birmingham, will no longer provide IVF services. No, no. Again, again, it's terrible. Uh, First of all, 2 percent, some people even say as many as 5 percent of all the babies who were born and babies being born is the essence of pro-life. At least 2 percent of those babies come from IVF Mm -hmm. in vitro fertilization. And I think that you're being a little bit unfair to Nikki Haley, who's about to lose the South Carolina primary, unfortunately, tomorrow. But uh, what what Nikki Haley went on to say is she sort of walked that back. Ah, okay. The the truth of the matter is that uh, in vitro fertilization is a wonderful thing. It is a pro-life thing. It allows couples who otherwise could not have children to have children who are their real biological children who they love. And the idea that (laughs) the government would get involved in protecting frozen fertilized embryos. First of all, what are people supposed to do with these these embryos if all of a sudden they can be sued if uh, those embryos are not brought to life? Well, it's truly had a chilling effect. I mean, it has literally had a chilling effect. The, 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 the yeah, clinics don't know what to do. Is we're going to freeze them yes. forever? Yes, exactly. And, yeah, and uh, it's it, it's just one of those things where, uh, look, if there is one issue uh, on which people should really be able to agree, it's it's this one. And this is not a good moment for Alabama. And by the way, there's Senator Britt, who is the uh, junior senator from Alabama, together with Tommy Tuberville. Who, <laughs> I, I, this is this is not a good moment for Alabama. They they were talking about Senator Britt being put on the ticket with Trump as his vice presidential nominee, which is a whole other scary subject because the potential vice presidents for President Trump who is, let us not forget, 78 years old. Right. Uh, these are important decisions, but they're not decisions that are going to be inspiring. So, Michael, we all agree that this is ridiculous. So can you help me understand why? Why? Why did this happen? Why are we talking about this? Why, why did this it, ridiculousness happen? It happened because somebody brought a lawsuit. And uh, when you bring a lawsuit, if you're a judge, whether you're a liberal judge or a conservative judge or who you are, you have to pay attention to the essence of the lawsuit. Mm. And what the lawsuit was saying was that a uh, a fertilized embryo mm. is a human life. And uh, what, the, the strange thing in the language of the decision is that they 
keep talking about them as extrauterine children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and ex- extrauterine children are usually uh, babies who have been delivered and born, and they are now walking among us and people. And uh, the frozen embryos that they're talking about that allow people who otherwise couldn't have children to have children, uh, the, the idea that you, you should be able to sue, because I think what happened in this case, right, is that someone had dropped a, uh, a a pan or a container that was containing these embryos and destroyed them, and uh, that the people who had produced the fertilized embryos were now suing. Isn't that the way that it worked? Yes. Uh, but it, yes, but, uh, but again, it, 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 it just not the way that it played out. Yeah, well, it played out that, exactly. But now, now but now it's it's um, you know everyone's trying to figure out. They are literally scrambling over. They're trying to figure out, and you know, in essence, there are people who. I mean, it's such a difficult time already, and it's such an emotionally charged, uh, expensive process, and you know, just there's a lot of heartbreak involved, and and just to add this layer is is astounding. Now, truly. now, Michael. You said, I think you have an idea sometimes when you get ready to come on the show. Maybe not necessarily what Ursula is going to bring up, but you have a good idea what I'm going to bring up. Can you guess what topic I'm going to bring up with you right now, Michael? No, with with that lead in, yeah. uh, you're setting me up for a trap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Michael Fox. Michael, 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 excuse me, excuse me, Michael at Fox News, Michael, he thinks the big development from the Trump world that will swing the black vote. I want to get your thoughts on this, sir. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. Well, is this reference to this great hot and stylish pair of shoes that you just got from Donald Trump for $399? I didn't get them. I just, I just. (laughs) Well, again, what what he's suggesting is this has a. Uh, this is appalling. <laughs> I mean, first of all, uh, here's a question, maybe in, intensely personal. Okay. Gee, okay. have you ever spent three hundred and ninety nine dollars on a pair of shoes? Oh, oops. <laughs> oh, is that a hey, hey, Michael? Is that a serious question? Uh, yeah, it's a serious. The shoes, the shoes I got on right now, fifteen hundred. <laughs> you're, you're kidding. I no, he's not. Actually, <laughs> he's not. What, what do fifteen hundred uh, dollar shoes even look like? Shiny. Uh, you know, listen, I'm 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 a great advocate for payless shoe shoe stores. <laughs> okay, but let's but back to this particular soundbite because I know you weren't ready for that, Michael. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, like Julie B this, says, this, I think you asked the wrong person about shoe price. Yeah, but swinging the black vote because of sneakers. Well, there's something weird going on, and it's something that I don't understand at all, which is that uh, President Trump last time running against Joe Biden, uh, President Trump got 8% of the black vote, meaning that 92% of black people voted against him, which is not surprising. 
But this time, according to the average of the polls, he's getting 22 percent of the black vote. What has President Trump done recently that has been at least somewhat appealing uh, to the black community, which is going to be very important, not only in the anticipated victory Trump has in South Carolina tomorrow. Oh, this is easy. But would be very important. If Trump gets 22 percent of the Mm -hmm. black vote nationwide, Mm -hmm. he's probably our next president. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think he'll end up getting 22 percent, but I do believe he'll get higher than 8 percent. And what's going on? I'll tell you. Killer Mike, people like him. You know, like the, these folks, uh, you know, Kanye really has no voice. His voice has been taken away. But you all know that at some point in time when he had the Trump hat on, you have a lot of these rappers that are making a lot of money that are they get there and they get cited by, oh, well, what if? What if these things? Right. So they're talking to the community. Right. But they don't understand that a lot of these decisions they're talking about in voting. They're talking about executive branch of government. They're not talking about the legislative side. This is why we have such a poor turnout when it comes to our elections here sometimes when it's about city council and all those things because everybody's infatuated about what goes on with the presidency. Now, back to the black vote. This is what's happening. What's happening in our community right now, you have killer mics of the world and some of these rappers out there, these idiotic takes that they have, they come on here and they tell people that, uh, hey, the reason why you're struggling right now is because Joe Biden doesn't care about you. Uh-huh. As opposed to the deep concern that President Trump has always shown uh, for racial justice. <laughs> uh, that, that's a, um, uh, an ironic statement, yeah. not, not a yeah. serious observation. Okay, we're going to move on because yeah. we want to talk about this whole thing involving Hunter Biden and the president. And uh, this week, Alexander Smirnov, the former FBI informant who was the lone source for bribery allegations, has now been arrested and charged with lying about his claims. Uh, and uh, here is a soundbite from Representative Ken Buck, who is the chair of the Colorado Republican Party speaking on CNN. And we were warned at the time that we received the uh, document uh, outlining this witness's testimony. We were warned that uh, the credibility of this statement was was not known. And yet uh, people, uh, my colleagues, went out and, and talked to the public about how this was credible and how it was damning and how uh, it, it proved President Biden's, uh, at the time, Vice President Biden's uh, complicity in receiving bribes. Um, It appears to absolutely be false and to really undercut the the nature of the charges. Your reaction to all this, Michael? Well, the reaction, first of all, is it's too bad that Ken Buck is retiring from Congress because he's one of the... Love him! uh, Yeah, he's one of the Republicans who's willing to say things that Trump doesn't like. Uh, And the entire obsession right now with trying to impeach Joe Biden. I mean, obviously, the whole reason uh, that they're trying to impeach Joe Biden is so that uh, people can say, oh, look, Trump has 91 counts on four different indictments that could lend him up, uh, end him up in prison. Uh, so we've, we've got to go after Biden in the same way. This is not the way to conduct a presidential election. Uh, one of these two individuals is is almost certainly going to be running the country. And the question is, what is it you want to do for the country? Not how corrupt or how evil or how uh, uh, 
basically uh, uh, unrespectable your opponent is. And this is really one of the problems in American politics. The purpose of politics is to sketch out a better way into the future, not to try to destroy your opponent. And the obsession with uh, trying to impeach Joe Biden, first of all, I don't think it's going to work particularly well for President Trump. And secondly, I don't think that uh, the uh, Democrats should uh, do everything humanize Trump further to uh, to put him in jail. I, back in 2016, when Democrats were chanting, lock her up, lock her up about Hillary Clinton, and in fact, I was at the convention that year, the in Cleveland, Ohio, Republican convention, there were Republicans who were chanting, string her up, string her up, like lynch her. And uh, this is this is the, the ugliest side of American politics. And we really deserve better. Mm. We really do. Uh, I think we can all agree on that one. Michael? Is Nikki Haley, is she done for after this? She's going to keep running. She's raising a lot of money. And uh, because there is absolutely no telling what is going to happen with Trump, and he's going to have trials starting uh, before the convention, I think she wants to hang around just in case. Yeah, South Carolina, so though, the primary. A lot of primaries. The primary is this Saturday, and Trump is ahead by 30 percentage points. Man, what is it yeah, so fascinated about that Donald Trump? Is that if, what that means is that if she comes within 10 points of President Trump, uh, and I think that's possible, uh, she'll claim that as a victory. I'm glad her voice is there, and I think we we do need more voices, different voices, than Biden and Trump. Uh, This could be a sad moment in our history. Michael Medved, thank you. We will do this again next week. Have a fantastic weekend. Hey, Michael, do you have Facebook? You too. You have Facebook? I can't wait to see those those $15,000 shoes uh, that I know G is wearing. Do you have Facebook, Michael? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Oh, because I just posted a picture of the shoes the on 1500 the fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just posted a picture of the shoes on the G and well, Ursula Facebook page. You no, know, inflation's a factor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you, brother. You bet, my friend. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, Ursula. Now, keep it a buck with you. I see that here on the show. Is Matt Markovich going to come in here? Sure is. All right. And right when I saw banning books, I just like, yeah. oh. The ban on banning books. Yeah. Okay. Apparently it's cleared. Okay. Do that next. You know something. This hour of the G and Ursula show is brought to you by Pello Windows and Doors. and Ursula show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on a fresh Friday and it is just whipping on by and that just means we are having a good time here on the G and Ursula show. It's fresh. Um, A reminder that you can always reach us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476 888-973-CAIRO and if you haven't done so already 
and you miss any part of our show, just a reminder that you can listen to our podcast, which is available on every platform that you can get podcasts. And why not subscribe if you have that option? Okay, we need to talk about what's going on in Olympia because we're getting close to wrapping up the session and a bunch of things are getting through now, including a ban on book bans. Mm. And with the details on that is our reporter, Matt Markovich. Hi. Welcome, guys. Fresh Friday legislative session. You know, when (laughs) I go on on Jake's show at night, you know, he has really sexy music to lead into me because he wants to make legislature sexy. Well, I think you have done that single-handedly. Okay, I'll do Wait, so you really got got sexy music? No, I I get sexy walk-up music with him. I don't hear anything with you guys. Well, because it's nighttime, too. We've got a daytime audience. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things. So, well, banning the banning of books. We've talked about this once before, yes. but this legislation has changed so much. So, yesterday, the Senate basically passed a House revised bill, and I won't go. It's yeah, uh, that's do, what's happening. Let's not going do back, the sausage part. Yeah. yeah, no more sausage. Okay. Yeah, I want you to say weeds. If I get into yeah. the weeds, you say yes. weeds, okay. and then I get out of the weeds. Okay. So, what the, basically the the thrust of this is that you cannot ban a book that involves a protected class. And the idea behind it was that all these other states were passing bans on LGBTQ materials that are appearing in schools. So Washington wanted to be proactive and said, you know what, we're going to prevent banning books for any protected class, not just LGBTQ, but any protected class. You cannot ban the book. So who would ban a book is is the criteria here. So yesterday, the Senate said, you know what? The only person that can ban a book in a school district is the superintendent Mm. based on criteria set by the superintendent of public instruction, which is a state elected office. So he supervises all the state school, all schools, but only super. And a lot of people say, no, you've got to let leave that up to the locally elected School board, yeah, because they know they're elected from the community. They decide what books should be banned. See, I would agree with that. So the Senate said no. Said said no. We're going to leave it. With, and guess what? You can't if the once the superintendent makes a decision on a book, you cannot appeal it to the school board, and it's not changeable for three years. So it's really comes down to the superintendent of of that district following directions from the state, and people are saying, you know what. That's just too top heavy. Okay, so is that a done deal now, or that's no, just because the Senate they, version? But we got one because they made a change. Let's okay, go back so to, the to the House. Okay, so but it's proving to be one of the more controversial bills. Each time there is a vote taken, all the Democrats vote for it, all the Republicans vote against it. So it comes down to whether a school board should decide. What do you think? I said from the beginning I was cool with the superintendent making that decision for the entire state. Hmm. And then and I and I know the argument can be made about, you know, making it local, uh, make it specific with oh, the I, districts. Oh, and there's one more thing I forgot to add. Hmm. They added if a decision is there's an appeal, pro, there's an appeal process, but it's only for a specific student. So if a student says, you know what, I don't want to have this book in my cur- curriculum and the parents ask the principal, there's a process, the mm-hmm. principal can say and they have to go through this whole process. If there's a decision about that book, it only affects that one student. Mm-hmm. It's not a universal thing across we, the district. Do we know how many books have been banned in the state of Washington? I, I mean, do how not. How big of a problem this is? I'm curious. Okay, so we'll, we'll look into that. Um, another piece of legislation 
has passed, and that is a tax on higher potency pot products. No, that hasn't passed. What they, they that's what they're talking about. Oh, they're t- okay. Uh, so, Sorry. so, so, that- so, there's two things that kind of interesting. Some pot bills yesterday. What passed was, and it's going straight to the governor. And you could probably think why, because there's going to be more taxes involved that the state can collect. You can now buy more uh, THC infused products when you go to the pot shop, especially mm-hmm. liquids, yes. they raise the limit. So it's not like all of a sudden you can get a quart-sized bottle of soda that has THC in it. It's still little individual ones, and each one of them is taxed. So they raise that. Now, the potency tax, that's what they're calling it, is something really interesting. And I bring it up because what other products have this kind of tax? The higher the THC content, which is the active ingredient for marijuana, the more excise tax you can charge for that product. So uh, you buy some weed that has really high THC products, that's more than 10 milligrams and more and more. The taxes on that go higher. Right now, we have the highest excise tax of any state that has legalized marijuana. It's 37%. Shocker. 37%. So going forward, if you buy a higher potency weed... That 37% will go up. Mm. Okay, so this and has not passed, but it is... It's being discussed literally today. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, it makes me think, you know, what does... Al- if you have stronger alcohol, should you be taxed? I mean, you know what? what other product has a, a level like that? What? The only thing I can think of is sugar tax. Mm. The more sugar... Well, like, is tax sugar on, compared to well, like, diets. I'm, I'm going to say pick a spirit. Pick a spirit yeah. where it's 10%, you know, 20%, 20 proof versus 80 proof. The taxes on that are yeah. the same. But here, this would not be the case. And is the idea is the idea to discourage the use of these higher potency products or that you would use less of it so we no. need to tax you more? To make more money. Uh, okay. Any thoughts on that, G? No, not really. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, you guys aren't shocked. State of Washington. Yeah. That's just what we do, right? We just hear, we try to dink and dunk and try to find every different way to tax yeah, you. Yeah, and that's not okay. cool. Yeah. Another tax. All right. Do we, do we pay a liquor tax when we buy beer or wine? Or just sales tax? Just sales tax, if I'm correct. Correct. You do pay yes. a tax on a bottle of spirits. I mean, higher taxes do discourage use. They're called sin taxes. Yeah, it's like cigarettes. But I don't know if that's really the motivation. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I think it's just being thought of because you can. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay, well, Matt, you give us a lot to think about. Uh, and we'll try. do this again. Yeah, we'll do this again on Monday. You how got many it. more? How many more weeks do we have? We got uh, 13 days left as of today. Wow, we're really wrapping up. Well, and then and all the controversial stuff will come up. Uh, yeah. The book ban has been the first big controversial one. I, you know, count on Kyber Radio and specifically Matt Markovich to keep you abreast of everything that's going. I on I listen to Olympia lawmakers, so you don't, so you have, don't have to. to. Yeah. Exactly. You do a good okay. job, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cliff and Woodmill said weeds. We're specifically talking about weed here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, still ahead. No, we got scenarios. But by the way, the uh, the Facebook page right now, the GNR's Facebook page, is is smoking right now. I know. People are weighing in on G's very spendy shoes. The, the funny thing is, 
The other day, I talked about how cheap I am. Yeah. And I'm driving a beater car. Right. And now you put pictures well, of the, your shoes. And by the way, the reason why I posted the shoes is because it came up in discussion. And so I want to pay it off to our listeners. Like, we're talking about shoes. You want to see the shoes we're talking about? There it is. Boy, some people mad at me for having these shoes. What you mad for? Okay, we're going to bring it up and agree to disagree because I have a question. Someone else brought something else up about those shoes and whether we're making too big a deal of the comments about Trump appealing to black voters. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. All right, scenarios next. Gina. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It is the Gene Arsha Show. I didn't know what was going on. Let's get to scenarios. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the scenario? I lost it there. Um, I just turned 26 and met a guy on a dating site. He's 42. He's older than I'd like. But I gave it a shot. I told him that I would never want to be with a guy over 10 years older than me. He said he had a confession to make. He said he's actually 47 and not 42. Then he said someone young like me should want to date older guys like him because he would die first and leave her a bunch of money at a younger age. And he said the date was going so well that I asked what he meant. And he said, well... Um, I called you honey and you didn't say anything. Also, on the way out, he excused himself to the restroom and I dashed out of the restaurant and down the street and called an Uber and went home. Now I feel bad. I mean, I left him hanging thinking everything was going well, but to be honest with you, it was kind of creepy. Do you guys think so? 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, you have to bat first. Mm, I think you made the right decision, although I would have waited till he actually got out and then let him know that it was not a, just a, a, a fluke. But yeah, I think that this is not going to go anywhere and call it good and end the, end the night the same way. Call an Uber and say goodnight. Mm. Um, first of all, he lied. He said he was 42 and he's actually 47. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings up something about this is the first date that she should date older people because yeah. uh, they die first. Right. Shows that he lacks character yeah. and uh, is very shallow. Mm-hmm. And her immediate reaction was to run down the street and call an Uber. And I, I'm a firm believer in listening to your gut instinct and that was a gut instinct reaction and I think she did the right thing. Gotcha. Wait. I mean, maybe she just maybe she just misinterpreted what he was saying. For those of us who've reached our 40s, you know, a little bit of morbid humor. Hey, you know, it's not a big deal that I'm older than you because you'll get to collect on my life insurance a lot sooner. That's funny. On the first date? That's objectively funny. Okay. Especially if you're going to lie about being 15 years older. (laughs) Look, Everybody has no like no guarantee of retirement in this life in this country. So I don't understand why she would have run out 
on a sure thing retirement plan that would have had her collecting cash in her 60s instead of her 80s. This is like the worst financial decision she will probably ever make, and she will regret it her whole life. Um, <clears throat> what you been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm on that popcorn. Yeah, this, this is this is a good time to tell you guys something. So, um, back in 2016, when my father passed away, right, and um, he passed away on February 18th, 2016. Well, on the 18th, the 19th, and 20th, his cell phone was still on, right? Amen. Uh oh. Yo, my dad was getting text messages. Hey, so are we going to see each other today? Hey, I want to get my nails done. So my dad had a few, he was single, by the way, but he still had a lot of, you know, some ladies out there that, yes. you know, pay for it. Get your nails done, get your hair done, here's a little play money and all that kind of stuff. My dad was handing out money. You know what I mean? Why do I bring that up? I don't know. I bring that up because sometimes. It just gave you the same feeling. Because I think, Chef, that older men sometimes, when they get to that age, older, and they have a little money in their pocket, it kind of gives them purpose. And I think that they are sometimes serious when they are trying to say to the young gal, hey, it's a benefit to being with me. We talk about inflation. That's we talk just, about housing affordability I'm all the time. Sorry, but that is the. I'm not your, saying it's right. On your first date. Okay, can I just hear because I want to hear from a male perspective. <laughs> what? What is the worst line you've ever used? You too near me not date. to hear me. What? Baby, you're you too near me. You too, not to you hear too me? near me not to hear me, baby. Your legs tired because you've been running through my mind all day. Okay, no, well you did not. <laughs> did that ever work? No. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm throwing all the red flags out I could find in my site. First of all, lying about your age is a cardinal sin in the dating world. Second, placing stereotypes on either side about what age group you should be interested in is just off color and bad taste. But if you think about the fiscal aspect of the situation, like Seth said, there's promise for the future if a spouse ends up, I don't know, grandfathering any fortune. But with this guy's case, it might be a while because weirder guys aren't very good. And you know what Billy Joel says? Only the good. So I would maybe steer clear from this situation. Maybe find another guy. This this dude, right off the bat, first date line. That's a that's a huge red flag. Right, exactly. Hey G. Yes. Apple doesn't fall far from tree, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. Stop. Oh. Wait, hold on. I just wanted to be clear. He was my, single. My beautiful wife just turned fifty. And she And she is, is the best treasure. best looking, best fifty year old I've ever met in my life. Exactly. Right. Treasure her. All right, Ursula, during the break, I have to go tend to our Facebook. And I don't know if you guys follow the G and Ursula Facebook no, page. The, the, it's on fire right people now. People are mad at they are, you. I don't like because they assume because you always take up for people who are who uh, are, lower income or who are struggling, right? And then how dare you put a picture of a pair of shoes that costs a lot of money? Now, but my question is, what do either do they have to be mutually exclusive? Like, can you care for people who are but, less fortunate but also still? Have things that yeah. that should you I take it, should I take it down? Should I take it down? 
Because it's causing problems. Is it? Oh, no. Okay, well, I got to take a look. I All haven't right. looked. All right, okay. we'll do that next. Agree to disagree. Gino's hope. This is much more fun. You know that only the good die.